They say I walk like a king, talk like a king. You can act around now, say the same thing. They chasing the fame, they all want the name. But they ain't got what's running through these veins. Say I walk like a king, talk like a king. You can act around now, say the same thing. They chasing the fame, they got want the name. But they ain't got what's running through these veins. Make way for the king. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 69 of the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP podcast is brought to you by Riverside Dodge, the official truck sponsor and dealership of the show, as well as Hooked Up Enterprises as the official in arena gear of the NFP podcast. And of course, Wrangler, the official clothing sponsor of the show. Wrangler, along live the Cowboys. Also, we cannot forget our good friends at the Czar Lake Bullerama. July 23rd, now just announced, is a Tier 1 Touring Pro Division event with $25,000 in added money. So, boys, make sure to enter that up. But we'll get to all those ad reads here as we go along the show. We got a lot to talk about before we get to everything. We got Stanley Cups, we got bull ridings, we got World Championships. We've been gone for feels like a year but it's only been a couple weeks so we won't get to everything but we'll get to as much as we can but before we get to all that the boys guys what is up jason davidson we'll start with you buddy what's happening i don't even know what day it is yeah <laughs> see it's kind of just it started when was the last pod it kind of just started then yeah been to a couple pbrs few hockey games actually only one but it felt like a few yeah, it was a good one, too. And then we're rolling on to Regina. Yeah, busy, guys. Busy, busy. Seeing your guys' ugly mugs quite often, though. So yeah. it's not like we haven't been together. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of Why fun. Why don't we do one of these on the road? Uh, because we get so fucking busy on the road as well, too. Yeah. So it just never ends, buddy. I know. That's, we're going to have to. Make go. sure our wives keep thinking we're that busy on the road. That's all <laughs> I can say. Fuck. What do you mean thinking? Fucking we are. Jesus Murphy. <laughs> Scott that's you, buddy. What's up? Good to see Jesus you. Jesus Murphy. Good to hear you. Ah, <laughs> uh, hey guys, good to see you. Uh, you know, podcast style for a change. It's nice, nice change. Um, yeah, everything's good. Busy, just like you guys. Like you said, we've been on the road a lot. And uh, you've yeah, been in the weight room. Those forearms what? look pretty stout. You've been in the weight room. Yeah, you're pretty stout. Look at those. Holy smokes, Fuck. those stubbies. <laughs> stubbies. Looks like a red striped beer bottle there. Just thick and then just that just that little freaking wrist of yours there. <laughs> wrist oh. action. Fucking for episode like 69. <laughs> <laughs> what show was it? Oh, episode 69. It? Yeah. What show was it? it was like, oh, 69 dudes. Which well, that was that? Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Yeah. 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 Fucking right. That's, I feel like Bill and or Ted today. Good, yeah. uh, good remix of that show. Remake was made. Just so our audience knows, this wasn't easy to get us three hemmed up here even this week. No, it's been ridiculous. Hey, and I think everybody can uh, attest to it. Summertime running, but uh, we've had a bunch of events. Uh, you don't even, I don't even know where to go back to, but I guess we'll start with that we crowned a world champion while we were gone in the individual titles. Rafael Debrito. Yeah. Nobody Which, saw that uh, one coming, did they? Triple oh, crowned him. Triple crowned him. Yeah, took himself the world championship, the world finals title, and the rookie of the year. I think that's the first time that's happened. And and and, and he's back in Brazil and might not come back. Fuck yeah. it. He's just good. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Just mic it. drop it. So, <laughs> hey, beat that, fellas. 
I'm just gonna... What would you What would you have taken back to Brazil with the money wise? All told, oh, one three five ish. Just what? from just from, from uh, finals from Fort Worth, it was one three something. I think. Yeah, yeah, must be would have won on the year. So, not hey, bad. Better than I took home. Funny story. There's um, there was these kids this weekend, um, and they were talking about how they all had a run in with uh, Ty Northcott and at the WPBs, which is a common occurrence for all generations. The Brito won the uh, he won the finals and he won the world championship and he won the rookie of the year. In like 2008 or 2009, uh, I was going to WPBs, and um, they also crowned a world champion. A little bit different, but it was still they still crowned a world champion. So I went in. It was my first year. I won the rookie of the year. No, I won the I won the finals and I won the whole title throughout the year. Won the world championship and the world finals. But Ty wouldn't give me my rookie of the year because I'd won enough, so he gave it to another guy. <laughs> oh, let's protest that. Uh, Jimmy Finkbeiner did, and Jimmy Finkbeiner got the fight that night. Ty, if you're listening, you owe Tanner a buckle. Did you come out with 1.35 million? No, I came out with about uh, $103, probably. (laughs) Maybe $1,003, but it was cash. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I think it was kind of crazy just uh, looking back on that. We wanted to touch on that, but kind of just shows the difference of how the world title race is now with this individual title. And it seems to be, I don't know, there was no real like adamacy on it. It didn't seem like a big race half the year. Then that guy comes out of nowhere and then wins everything. Like hats off to the guy. That's so awesome. But it's not your normal thing, right? My guy, my guy didn't get to compete. It cost me bragging rights, fellas. Definitely cost me the bragging rights. And then Leme as well goes uh, bucks off. I think you rode one maybe out of them all. So another yeah. total uh, upset there going down. But, yeah, congrats to him. Congrats to Rafael. Now we move on to the Team Series stuff. And there's been a lot of action going on with that. Jason, we got trades going on. We got free agency happening. We got teams doing a whole bunch of different stuff. The gamblers are in Brazil right now, a couple of them competing, uh, doing that deal with Adriano that we've talked about on previous podcasts. So uh seems like. Seems like the way that the PBR is moving and how this all is moving forward, this this team stuff is is the way that it's going. As uh, I kind of put an emphasis that the individual race wasn't all that great. Um, so yeah, it's kind of exciting to see. We'll see where it goes now uh, with the with the teams popping up. Jason, is there any big new news that you got going on within that stuff? I know like the draft, Carolina. Obviously, you got Sage and Josh uh, Fritzland moved over to the other side. We've seen the trade that he went for with Cade Madsen, who is kind of an unknown to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You see that kid in Bismarck take the event win last weekend. So every video I've seen of him is the real deal. I was talking to Stefan Tanita and some of them young guys, and they said that he's right up there with uh, the John Crimber, this this uh, Madsen oh, yeah? kid. So, yeah, I guess. Uh, well, I see uh, like Nashville makes a move for the future, um, drafting that young kid. Um, and I knew you were going to say this, and I don't have his name in front of me. Um, that's interesting. Um, and then Arizona goes to the well with a veteran like Jeff Askey. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was interesting. Good for Tanner Byrne and I, since we represent Jeff Askey. So training camps underway right now. We won't see Dalen and Regina because Carolina's doing their training camp right now. I know Arizona's is next week. So lots of training camp stuff going on right now. Um, yeah. You know, we're kind of watching this snowball right in front of our eyes here. You know, last last year, not a lot of people really give it much 
hope maybe, or give it a lot of time. But I think, I think that's, you bring in ownerships, guys, successful owners, and they want to win. There's going to be some real change coming down the pipe here. I think for the way, like for the betterment of bull riding, I feel. Yeah. Betterment for the guys, I would say. And like, for sure. You watch it, you watch it with the, the world finals in, I think it was like the third or fourth round. They rode a total of four bulls, three bulls or something at the fucking world finals, you know? So I think in a sense, like in big picture wise, they're going to have to do something like this with the team stuff to, to keep it alive. You know what I mean? With how good the bulls are now, with how things are changing and well, developing. Like, Oh, it's crazy. We've seen it too. Humble. Right. What do we have? Three total rides or four? Mm-hmm. Two in the long go and then two or three in the short go, I think. Right. Yeah. And Elkridge day two, same. Yeah. Didn't ride a bunch. Those yeah. two dayers are hard on guys, though, especially around a place like Elkridge. Especially when the first night's a fun night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it'll be good to see you in uh, one of these episodes when we get closer to Cheyenne. We'll get our team picks in, but I want to have a little bit of a closer look at some of the uh, different aspects that teams are taking to try to get their their team to that next level. I like what Arizona did. I gave them a lot of shit over the last year or so about being boring to watch and being a snooze fest. But with Fritzling coming in, Nick Tetz, uh, some of the guys that they've brought back, Luciano, that's going to be a team to watch, see if Nashville can go back to back, see what the Outlaws can do. Maybe step their stuff up as well. You don't know a lot of these guys. It'll be interesting to see who kind of sticks around or who might go rodeo. And I know there's been different guys wanting to just do the individuals and then go rodeoing. Some guys want to do the teams and then um, go rodeoing. So fun. As agents, we're in a need to know basis. And apparently we don't need to know. Fun fact. One exciting development for uh Canada uh, rodeo bull riding in Canada is that Chase Outlaw is now a member of the CPRA. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Chase will be in Pinoca and uh, got his card, so he wants to. By the sounds of it, wants to make a run at the NFR next year and uh, get some qualifications up. So he's going to be rodeoing up here in Canada. So I'm sure me and him and Prescott and full crew of us will have a have a good summer. <laughs> here <laughs> luck boys yeah and yeah. he's also gonna come on the pod so that one might be have to be a live one dream Pinocchio. we haven't had him yet we haven't had him yet no like he, he's gonna come he's just we just gotta line it out same as everything we got we tried to do this one as we talked to you guys and for our fans the we'll do a recap of all the stuff that we've missed because we've got so much to talk about and then we'll get back to some uh some guests we have some really cool ones lined out it's just taking the time and getting them recorded and doing it right. So I think we got a pretty cool hockey guest coming up here next, Jason, that yeah. you lined up with. Um, that'll be a fun one. And then, yeah, got Outlaw and a bunch of different cool guys that are going to be popping on here soon. So lots to come yet. But, Scott, let's dig into it, buddy. Your career keeps progressing forward as the rodeo clown slash entertainer slash Scotty Byrne suplex of everything that he can bring to the table announcer this fucking guy's got it all humboldt's ask makes his debut as the entertainer That's he's the stetson right of canadian entertainment <laughs> the all-around hand how was it scott how was it is different than the rodeo side of things why don't give us the details how was it for you what did it all how did it all go down it was good i mean 
like you know of course humble you kind of uh pushed me into something that you know i'd never done before um i'll tell you what brinson we talked a lot at elkridge and he gave me some good pointers and you know you're not necessarily in a pbr aspect in a bull ride and you're not wearing makeup and like the traditional rodeo clown thing um so we <clears throat> i think it was good it was it was um it was kind of a little bit of a tough crowd there to get on their feet once we got them going it was good uh worked the barrel a little bit as people have seen on some of your posts which was fun as well oh, yeah. um and then still sticking to the interviews and and some pregame stuff which i still i really enjoy so I guess, you know, it's um, definitely had to be pushed into my uncomfortable zone with the entertaining part, that that style of it anyway. But, yeah, I think it went okay. I didn't hear any – no one was throwing fucking shit out of the stands <laughs> at me anyways. So, um, marshmallows. <laughs> no marshmallows coming my way. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It seems to be fun, and we'll just see where it all goes. Who knows which way it's going to go. I don't liked know. it. I thought you did good. I thought, you know, you phoned beforehand and, and had that question of like, what do you uh, expect? Right. So no, had, I had, said, what is what it literally for two days? I'm like, what, what is am I going to do? Well, what if, I needed to know from Tanner what his vision was, what, you know, you kind of got to know what you're going to do going into it. Once we discuss it, I'm like, hey, fine, I can do that for sure. Just needed to know. Um, how it was all going and it worked out great we did the pre-game stuff with Aaron and Jason or yourself and then we did interviews with Jason and some other guys some important people to do with that particular bull riding so and then got them on their feet you know um, it was fun so I know one thing when um, when Jeff uh, fires off that freaking barbecue on the on the, <laughs> on the shark cage on the shark cage, you do not want to be within 20 feet of that thing because it will melt your suit jacket. I'm just telling <laughs> you. Yeah, your, uh, your, your, sport, your sport coat will shrink up like a fucking glad garbage bag. Yeah. Nice. yeah, I liked it in this in the aspect of like, yeah, well, I didn't, we didn't really talk too much about it, but it was, we don't want the, the rodeo clown. And you're not going to do backflips and shit like Brinson. So it was finding like a happy medium of what you could do to, to make it work. And I thought you nailed it. Still have your mic and be able to do interviews and chat and then just fill holes and, and fire the crowd yeah. up. It's kind of a new age, little aspect of it. Plus you can step in there and help out in that fucking barrel. I'm telling you right now, saved us like two, three times that night. So that thing is fucking key. I thought, well, I think, I think, uh, and I don't know, I've never, pick jason's brain on either but in certain aspects where it works i think that is something that can be brought back in somewhat oh yeah um, for sure i asked i asked wade to wade grover because he was roping bulls there and that guy is phenomenal you know just how he can work that arena and flip that rope over the shark cage he's just he's really good at what he does but my question to him was you know with that barrel in there that tightens it up even more he's like I was kind of worried for him and he's like, no, man, don't, you don't worry about me. And I'm like, okay, perfect. So let's go have some fun with it. And you're right. There is times where that big barrel out there, we all know as bullfighters is kind of a lifesaver. So it was fun to walk it in on that little wreck and, and take a shot for the, for the bullfighting team. So it was cool. I felt it the next day though. Holy you shit. Did. I think it was me. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. We'll, I'll post the yeah. video. Yeah, there's I've a lot of there's a lot of shit going on there. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Canada, Young Hall. Which, ah, which hall yeah. was he? I can't remember now. Fuck, did he was take it, one? Was right it between the eyes. Yeah, maybe. There's two. There's two brothers. Hall brothers. Was that the championship round? Yeah. Yeah, they both made it back. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was the bull. The muley was his name was um, Blue Magic or something or something, something blue something like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know, but he cracked him right back inside the gate. Whipped no, the that's still in my truck. Get down and good night, Jim Kite. And then, as you say, Scotty, it was just all hands on deck. I've got the video. We'll uh, we'll post it here probably today or tomorrow. But same thing, you know, we had Braden there, which was cool. Braden, one of Braden's first yeah. PBR Canada events, and uh, fit right in like a glove there. That was perfect. Good teamwork. Me, him, and Caddy was great to work with, and he's aggressive and gets in there. Did he have fun? Not as yeah. much fun as he's going to have with me and Nickelback in 48 hours. Yeah, well, I tell you what, all the way home that night, we were six hours on the road coming home, and that's he talked about just, and, you know, kudos to, you know, for him to be amongst it in the third generation aspect, fighting bowls with you, Tanner, Caddy, who's um, Braden's looked up to as well, um, and then just all of us there. It's hard to believe, you know, we've been immersed in this for well your dad's starting years ago but ourselves 30 years plus and then to have the next generation come in and fit in and be able to do the job correctly is really gratifying as a as a dad and and uh yeah it's just sure nice to see so i think it was fun it was a lot of fun all around six hours plus a couple couple stops on the way maybe or no or what holy okay i have never had to like blow into breathalyzer in my life i didn't make it two fucking feet on the street guy pulls me over blow past of course i never even had a beer afterwards got about 68 dollars worth of mcdonald's <laughs> pulled up pulled out of there and got pulled over again for christ's sakes i didn't make it two miles through humboldt got pulled over twice so Tanner got to watch me blow she was four bucks yeah. driving home from where were we red deer Red Deer, you had to blow that morning. Yeah. 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 The guy had no sense of humor, nothing. These, but they, they, humble, they didn't have any either. I don't think no. they, Scott, they were no. handing them no. out, boys. Oh, oh, no shit. Well, yeah. way to, way to kill the, I'm not condoning anything, but come on, let the people get home. So, so the, so the, so the cop goes, okay, blow, 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 click. <laughs> Yeah, ear pass. He goes, oh, you want to keep the straw? I'm like, no, I'm good, thanks. Was I don't a young guy? No, not overly. I thought it might have been all the young guys because, fuck, yeah, it was. they had a town locked off on each side. Everybody I talked to went through it, had to blow. Uh, we'll, yeah. get it. we'll get into that in the Sunday Scary <laughs> Talk. Yeah. yeah. Elkridge, let's go back to that. So for me, I guess, well, I could get into that. The last two weeks have been steady. Obviously, Jason, you know how it goes with events. It's full year commitments of getting it all planned out. And then when it's week of, it's full on. I decided to take on the steel aspect of things too. Yeah. Another how's that going? Another Sunday scaries of uh, waking up at Elkridge on a Sunday with uh, a lot of steel that needs to be taken down and not a bunch of hands and not sure how you're going to fit it on the trailer. Uh, yeah. Shooting from the hip, but no, honestly, when we were talking about, Scotty being in good shape, I feel like I am in the best shape that I've ever been in in my life from the last two weeks of going, <laughs> going steady. Whole new respect for all those uh, 
Steel guys, Blaine Fison. I talked. Oh, to you want to hear a good one? Yeah, you want to hear a good one, Jax? Yeah. So we were up at the cabin after Humboldt. So Jax and you guys tore down Saturday morning, right? So he Humboldt gets home Saturday, here. Yep. Yeah. yeah, gets home about quarter to six. And I'm like, well, what time did you start? And Jax, oh, we were at it early. It went good. Started at nine. I'm like, it's six. I said Blaine would have been home and had half a freaking section of crop seeded by now. He goes, yeah, well, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but from but on that note, from what I hear, old young Jackson there, he kind of knows his stuff, helping you set up the first time right in Elk Ridge, right? Oh kinda, yeah, shit, yeah. Oh, Jackie boy was on point. That was our crew. You got to give a shout out there, Jackson and uh, Weston Davidson, and then uh, Josh have an issue sure. on the on the uh, on all the equipment, and he's handy as shit. That was that was prime. Um, but yeah, Jackie boy, like I say, I was shooting right from the hip, got steel from this place and that place. And I knew I had a lot of stuff, not sure where it all was going to fit and where it was going to go, but knew it was there. And yeah, sure as shit, Jackson from being on the old 3d road crew there knew where it was supposed to go. And then he ended up not being just the, uh, dictator and got in there and was lifting shit and stuff too. So yeah, yeah. Took him to his first branding too, young Jackson. Oh, he had some fun there too. So, um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was all around good. But like I say, couldn't have done it without the the crew that that we had and all those guys really stepping up and taking the time to to help out. And then as well as you guys too. I mean, the show that we put on in Elkridge, I thought was was a pretty uh pretty awesome show. So, hats off to everybody that uh made that happen in a beautiful spot you guys i'm sure loved being up there you, you guys golfed and shit too hey eh? well yeah, we yeah. hit balls yeah yeah uh, it's one it, thing i did learn at elkridge i gotta work on my golf game a bit it's tough sledding up there and they got it ready for the pga canada which is there right now as we speak so the roughs were were full-on rough it was fucking tough sledding up there it is but it is frick i mean anybody that's never been there has to go it is beautiful that is for sure what a place it's it is jaw-dropping just to drive in there and see the big lodge and then the you know the clubhouse and all the nice houses around there we went to curtis lecissions after the first performance for a for a, what would for you a glass it? of whiskey straight yeah a wine down and had a great chat with him and and uh what a beautiful place he's got but yeah i look I look forward to going back there every year. And like you say, Jace, next year, maybe we should take a couple golf lessons so we don't lose. What do we no, play? No. no, I think we just wing it like we're doing. <laughs> well, I can't afford balls, man. That like <laughs> fuck. Seriously. I need I need the basket of balls that you get when you go to the driving range. That's what I need to go just golf there. A normal one. Yeah, <laughs> basket there's... of balls from the driving range. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, it was full on though up there and a good bull riding. We've seen uh, Nick Tet shine as as he's going to do everywhere he goes now. I think he's kind of found that next level and obviously has the confidence and knows that he's one of those elite guys now. So watch for him to uh, possibly go back to back. I think with his uh, uh, recent sign with the Ridge Riders, they're going to allow him to make sure that he can make a run at that Canadian championship. And then uh, as well, Blake Smith was, uh, was Blake, the big yeah. story. Blake takes the win. That's two years. We've had that bull riding up at Elk Ridge and back-to-back championship is uh, All right, eh? Blake Smith. So yeah, he loves it up there, obviously. And 
rode really well and coming back from an injury you know it's only you know that was probably second or third event back since uh since that shoulder surgery so great to see that's another kid that you know was down south and really doing it and one of the top guys that we have up here and you kind of injury hits somebody and you that's how fast the sport you kind of forget about somebody right and then he pops back out a couple wins it's like okay here we go here's the the blake that we all know and love and and kept that going into humboldt too and rode good there so yeah, there's a, it's going to be a cool race this year. We got lots of the American guys too, or sorry, the guys that have been in America rodeoing like uh, Jared Parsonage and Jordan Hansen, Coy Robbins. They haven't been in the last few events, but we're going to see them again. Hopefully Regina, right? Yeah. Uh, they're they're entered there. And then uh, <laughs> the, the cup events too. So, you know, we've been watching Aaron dominate three, three wins. He's got already on the air. Aaron Roy, the old number man. two man, number two man in the country going yeah. for that fourth championship so same as i think it's going to be just like last year there's a lot of these guys that when you get into the finals any one of them has a chance to to take home the championship which keeps it interesting not like the fucking i think i think title. garen roy is so laser focused on that fourth uh national championship and when i interviewed him in humboldt it was the first time ever he mentioned or um, made reference to you'd never know how long you're going to do this. That's the first time he's ever said that in all the interviews that we've done um, in the last couple of years. And um, I think I'm not saying he's never said anything. I'm not alluding to that. I'm just saying that he wants that fourth one. And I think uh, there's a reason behind it. So it's oh, he did, um, eh? the first time he said something like that. He, yeah. yeah. And he didn't say, he, he didn't announce anything or say anything. He no. just said, you know, yeah. you never know how long you can do this in this sport. Yeah. Or, or you never know how long a guy can do this. And it just kind of made me think, oh, well, you know, that's the first time he's ever, ever said that. So I don't know what that means. I'm not reading into it at all. But I think that just definitely plays into we. it's been well known that he wants a fourth one. So here we go. Right. Here you, we go. You bringing that up definitely means you're reading into it, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Valid point. That's true. <laughs> I, I, yeah. He's, he's going to say, he's going to say, he told me he's going to go, well, like he said it on this podcast too, he's going to go full rock star and he's not going to say anything. He's just like the movie rock star when uh, Mark yeah. Wahlberg is done, just can't handle life anymore. This is, I got to take a piss, man. Walks off the stage, never to be seen again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we might be yeah. have to be ready on Saturday of the uh, Edmonton. Uh, finals if he walks by me and says he's going to take a piss i'll have to grab him tackle him and get everybody in the arena (laughs) yeah so no it's cool to see though and and everybody you know that's when you get to a certain age it's like the jb syndrome too everybody you know you buck off a couple and it's like oh when's he gonna write you off yeah Yeah. right yeah same thing just went 91 somewhere in texas at a prca rodeo on the weekend too Right. It's like you get to that certain point, And as soon as if you were 25 and in that same buck off streak or something, it just be like, oh, it's okay. But as soon as you get to that certain point, it's everybody kind of writes you off. So it's cool to see what he can come back and win and ride a bull like Nikki Six that doesn't yeah, get that rode. made a good ride. Right? That, bull, that bull was good. Yeah. That was a good, good. There were some good ride. bulls in Humboldt. Yeah. I thought there was a hell of a pen. There were some bulls in the long round that should have been in the championship round. Yeah. Well, everybody kind of brought their heat. Like there was some some bangers there and um you could tell fuck we wiped a few guys out but ground was bucking bull ground too my dad <clears throat> couldn't get in a fight with me about that that was a good <laughs> solid black dirt bucking bull ground elk ridge too boys let's fucking 
Hats off. You got to give me that one. The ground was good. We imported it. Well, it couldn't get worse. There was only one way to go, and that was up. That's that's why I said in the opening there, when we did our pre-interviews to the crowd, I, I opened it up with the pit runs out and the good ground's in. Yeah. <laughs> it's bucks and bulls. Yeah, it's yeah. cool, though, Jason. I think you get the same kicks out of it as I do when you go to these places that don't normally have, like, bull riding events and you have fans that don't really know what the pbr is and they they come in expecting to see like a local rodeo that they seen 30 40 years ago and then all of a sudden the tunes get pumping and the pyro hits and the guys come out and shit fucking gets real and you can see how excited people get and how great of a show you can put on and then our bull power and our rider guys yeah, I think that's what I get most of my kicks from from for these events is just sharing the sport with people that, that don't really know it and then they all become fans of it afterwards, right? And I think that's a big draw for places like Elk Ridge and Humboldt. They, you bring in these people that don't usually go to some of those places and then obviously it adds business to those places as well. So it's a win-win for everybody involved. And and what have we learned from the last two events that you did? You just sometimes you got to chill, bro. It's got to chill, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scott didn't like that when I told him to chill, Jason. He didn't like that. wasn't Wasn't what you said. It's how you said it. Yeah, there. <laughs> but, <laughs> Scott, Scott was wigging out. And I love <laughs> my job, just standing around watching. What were you winging out about the the split in the Calcutta? It changed yeah, like the, three times, Scott. The by the third well, it's hard. It, trust me, I've been there with that before. And then everybody starts asking, "Well, we should have discussed this three and a half yeah. hours ago at the production yeah. meeting." Not yeah, now. I was in my defense. I, it, yeah, in my defense, I was walking in the arena to explain the split. Then they changed it again, and I'm like, okay. What the fuck is going on? And Danner looks down at me. He's no, like, none of that. Just, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> full Ryan. <laughs> full Ryan. And, and then Danner goes full Ryan on the other side. Just fucking chill, bro. And I'm like, what? Did you just chill, bro? Oh, okay. Uh, chill, bro? I think everybody is getting a little bit sick of everybody by Saturday evening. Uh, yeah. I sensed it. <laughs> I sensed it. Yeah, oh, I thought it was good. Brinson, what a freaking guy. And Scott, I wanted to touch on that too before we get away from the whole clowning aspect. That's pretty cool of him too, like to give you pointers and like talk to you. 100%. I try to tell you what works. Like, oh, you didn't most hear? People Scott told those... me he was going to, Scott said he was going to break his back if he didn't help him. So, <laughs> so I'll went. break your But anyway, again, I did not. I did but not. no, Brinson, no, even yeah. like with the new guy, Jason, that they've been. You guys yeah. have been have training oh, yeah. and some of the other guys that I always see young guys even coming up to Brinson and asking him. And it's like everybody tries to replace him or in a sense kind of try to do what do what he does. And like I've said to everybody, it's like he's that's been his whole life. That's what he's done yeah. his whole life. And there's a reason that he's at the pinnacle and he's the best that there is now and is the next guy going. Like you, you can't just replicate that, right, Scott? And I think you've seen that firsthand. Yeah. But he's not an asshole in the sense of when guys come and ask him questions, he's the first one. He's like, no, you just got to do this or try this, or I think yeah. you should try this. When in reality, he could just save that for himself and then be the only guy yeah. to do that. I think it, a lot of respect for him. And I think it shows the person that he is when he's really is actually trying to help other guys that are, could be possibly trying to take his work, you know, in a sense. Well, 
and, and that's the thing. He knew what was going down for Humboldt. So he actually, you know, sought me out to explain or, or help or to bounce some ideas off me just for what to wear. Like he, he, his style and what he does is so different from a little, from it all really you know what he wears is you know he wears normal pants and and a jersey um it's not you you rarely hear Princeton tell any jokes you know it's not about the jokes it's about it's about entertaining and keeping the crowd engaged and having fun and clapping and having a drink whatever they're doing but um so that's what he's trying to drive home with me is that you don't you, you do not in that aspect of a PBR have to have you know the baggies the grease paint and and the old school stuff that that's not what it's about. So he was really coaching me on that. And I definitely took that um, in when I got to Humboldt, you know, I wore a t-shirt and a, and a jacket, you know, it was just different. So, mm -hmm. and a guy can build on that as well and, and get his own stuff going. So um, yeah, like hats off to him. He's just passing it along and that's the way it should be. And, um, and good on him. So I think what it's just unique is he's passing it on at such a young age. Like, cause he's, oh, yeah. yeah, he's been at it since he was, he came to Lethbridge for us. And he was still in high school, hadn't graduated yet. Think yeah. about that. Like that's how young he was and how confident he was to step in that arena. Right. I think that's pretty incredible actually. And it took, and him, it helped. It took him yeah. five, eight years to get good. And then the last I don't know, five years to get where he's at now, right? You know what I'm saying? Voice-wise yeah, yeah. and figuring it out and, and doing it. And I think that's another reason probably why he's Well, I'm not going to toot too, my right? horn, but I saw a star the first time I saw him. It just took the rest of you a little longer. It's a good thing I didn't give up on him. Was he still Booger at that point? We ch I changed that right away. I didn't. Yeah, we changed that right away. The Booger. Booger. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. That's off to him. And we've seen it at Outridge, the show that how much he adds to the show, right? Like just yeah, yeah. fill those holes and uh, put it on his back. So really, really cool to see. The, har the hardest part about what Brinson done, what Brinson does, is is going to be at some of these events filling his shoes. That's going to be the hardest thing. Oh yeah. You know? Once so. he got that. Then, then, yeah, yeah you got to keep it coming, right? Some way, somehow. Yeah, yeah we'll see how that goes. Um, the barrel, too. I think that that's a sweet aspect that Brinson likes working the barrel, too. But, yeah. um, I think that that's one thing that we should, uh, we should keep in the mix. And Lee Bellows barrel, we got to give a shout out to that, too, right? Scott, that was Lee's barrel yeah. that you were in there that, that we were banging around out there. It is yeah. fun as a bullfighter getting behind that thing and just fucking going to it, huh? Yeah, well, I, next Muley's that's out there. I get, I get to go out with with Scott. Deal, one hundred percent. You all know that? Oh, <laughs> I did. I did, it doesn't even stress me. I used to. I was comfortable behind the barrel. Okay. Real comfortable. That black Muley that fucking ate the house there last week. Oh, that's what that bull needs though. Is a little work around the barrel, and he'll come right down. He'll leave with a headache. Yeah. Yes, we are gonna quote this. Jason is hey, in at the both. next yeah. event. Fuck I'm nice. not even concerned. Okay. I'm serious. That's easy. Maybe if I don't well, have a suit jacket if, on. No, you're in now. I don't want to toot your horn too much, Jason, but out of all of us, you, you've probably been the one that's worked the barrel the most in those bullfights. So. Fucking right. Let's do it. Oh. I get, if, you, if you open end me, I get to throat punch you then. <laughs> <laughs> if I open end you, it's because that fucking barrel's on top of me. <laughs> <laughs>
and well, shit didn't right. go quite as I had planned. Uh... <laughs> we gotta no. post the picture of uh, of Caddy trying to pick you up in the barrel too, Scott. His face. Fuck, looks like he's trying to have a big shit. Like, oh my god, those rookies. You know, you don't you don't pick those barrels straight up like that. Like deadlift them. You just step on the end, get them rocking, and it's easy. No, not Caddy. He pulls a fucking <laughs> hamstring trying to goddamn lift the barrel up. Caddy gets a hernia from it. Uh, fuck. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's been a steady couple of weeks and it's kind of uh, just getting going now. So yeah, we talked, we um, had a couple cup events. London, Ontario, let's go back to that one. We haven't talked about that, Jason. From we my haven't. end of it, no, fuck. From my, we haven't been on since the World Finals. From my end of it, oh London was um, badass. Crowd wise, yeah. pumping, guys rode Bull good. Riding. Yeah, yeah how's it on your off to the two bit ranch and the bold rodeo crew and our new guy out east there? Yeah, bulls, good set of bulls, really good set. Yeah. And Dalen, who was the champion the last time we were there, yeah, it was awesome. It was really, really good. I thought, uh, Packed and, I, and I like the fact that this Corey Lewis gentleman is buying some bulls up. Um, and wants to wants to do it so you know we're not it's not a drawing contest out there it's it's a bull riding contest yeah that used to suck out there when you'd go out there and it was a full-on drawing contest right there'd be some terrible ones and some good ones but no all those bulls were were good so does that mean that we will have a more of a tour out east we going back oh, out east always, for next year it's always what? been the plan it just it didn't work out because the fake china virus but did i say that out loud <laughs> yeah that's okay that's okay buddy you go ahead you go okay. ahead so we're going back east yeah all right heard it here first there we go uh other news in the uh rodeo world guys it hasn't been really publicized on many podcasts i've had some people asking me about it but the new format of the Calgary Stampede. So formerly it was Pool A, Pool B, and then a wild card round on the Saturday of everybody that didn't make the top round, and then uh, your final 10 on Sunday, and then a four round. Now it is three pools of guys, so three sets. No wild card and right into Sunday. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. a little bit of a different aspect on that. I think it's what what's what would be the meaning behind that to get more guys yeah. at the rodeo, I, add I more would, money, or what's the deal? You think? No, I, th- I imagine the PRCA wanted, for obvious reasons, wanted more people to compete. The other way, it was only uh, twenty guys, right? Yep. Yeah. So this is ten more guys, which makes it more fair. Especially like, well, look at in a in the saddle bronc riding. There's thirty guys that could push for maybe yeah. not 30 but over 20 and then they got you... the li- they got they got the list there the third column of guys it's just like so 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 and then right 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 <laughs> crazy yeah all the rates are coming up jason yeah full steam ahead how about our guy zeke thurston jesus yeah murphy wow. is he on a roll right now huh yeah he's a good rider he rides the horse good rides the he bucking rides horse the... well yeah, ninety three the other day in Wildwood on explosive yeah. skies at Calgary's and just been just been cracking them. Gleeson did good there too. I I say this with all due respect, he is a freak, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he can, unreal. Like to watch him ride is crazy, crazy. 
It's good, good style. Hems him up. I always say it's like JB. Like he made him makes yeah. him look good. Gets the chin popping and gets rolling. Yeah, gets, yeah. Like, <laughs> the lemme, the lemme of the Broncos, right? And I mean, just yeah. stick him. You see those guys like when they spur, and it's you could tell it's like just like kind of floating. Some of them, you know what I mean. <laughs> Those guys, when they fucking, you can tell, like, they got a hold. Oh, he loves it. Just oh. watch his, look, watch how he, when he gets charging sometimes. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's I've become a real bronc riding fan in the last yeah. six, eight years for some reason. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Me too, man. Me too. That's good. Why? Uh, read, boys. We'll get into that with uh, Riverside Dodge. Due to the fact that that Riverside Dodge truck, the NFP wagon, is going to be hitting the trail to Regina. Then we'll be going on to Pinoka into the Calgary Stampede after that. So uh, if you see us on the road, give us a shout out. But Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan is the home of the award-winning Ram truck. They're the brand you trust to haul a trailer load of rank bulls along with your crew up front in the cab. Whether you want to go check fences or tailgate outside the next PBR event, the boys at Riverside Dodge have the right truck for you. Riverside Dodge is not only the dealer of choice in northern Saskatchewan, but also sells and services all across western Canada. Go see Ty and the gang at Riverside Dodge for a fair, no-bullshit deal on your next truck and tell them Tanner, Scott, or Jason sent you. Riverside Dodge of Prince Albert is the official truck dealership and sponsor of the NFP. Podcast got to hang out with the boys at Riverside there uh, up at Oak Ridge. They were the replay sponsor of the replay screen, uh, and then had some trucks on display there as well. I got to golf with Joe and Kevin and uh, some of the boys there. So, yeah, if you're looking for a new truck, any sort of whip, go in there and uh, see the boys. Aaron Roy, they were loving that too. Aaron got a truck from there. He wins the event, wins the wins the belt. Which showed up those championship belts that I get for um, the winners of Elk Ridge as well as the Clooney Cooper Memorial and uh, Humboldt was uh, Riverside Dodge. That's Timo found those online. Yeah. He, he started that. He They're found those cash. for me and customizes them up and we work on those together. So shout out Ty because the guys here do uh, sure do love those pretty cool belts to put on the, on the mantle. Well, and the Riverside crew was in the shark tank when, um, you know, I made my round with that bullet. Oh, you know, style, yes. Styled up there. Styled up there. And I'll tell you what, there was not much room between that. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. Like, so we got to set this up. We got to set this up. So Scott at Elkridge is the, what would, you, what would we call you? Like the field reporter, right? You were yep. doing interviews after the guys rode. Um, kind of co-announcer would be on the back shoots normally, but we integrated you into the arena itself, and you were kind of like the fourth member of the team. We had our three bullfighters, Brinson out there, and then you were also in arena, and you'd grab guys like right when they hit the ground type of thing, and you were you were right into the action, which was pretty cool. It was fucking really cool to see. And we kind of started it up day one, talking about it. Hey, I'll like you got to step in one. We were gonna float you into the process there, get you in the. Wait, they call it the square, maybe there's the triangle yeah, of yeah. bullfighting crew. The square. And uh it was kinda it was kinda you were you were wanting it, but there's probably nothing worse than getting run over in a suit jacket or something like that, right? So worked yeah. out bull which was a hook ass of scories. He waits for that one and steps to the middle and look out. Here comes Scotty stepping one and made a sick step through too, by the way. <laughs> Like Kelly Armstrong used to say, there's 99 things that could have went wrong and only one that went right. So thank God a one went right. That's all I have to say about that. Because it would have been fucking embarrassing getting rolled around in a suit jacket, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But you pulled it off, man. Look good. Look, just pulled waited him out, waited him out, yeah. and then stepped his yeah. ass. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It was good. Thank God you guys are there to just pull them off me because I don't know if I had another round in me. So, oh, you had we'll, we'll, we'll call it good. Integration in too was that shark cage. Brad Keeley, he custom made that sucker. That's a beautiful shark cage. He's got cup holders and everything inside of it too. So, big shout out to him. Let me uh, use that for the last two events and then that, it's moving i'm sending it right to cody snyder's bull bust in there in uh at the gray eagle casino he's gonna pop it into place there so yeah there is a ton of action coming up these next few weeks lots of boron so jason what do we got now we go to regina and then what's the next cup series Kelowna. this is the next yeah. cup series event yeah and, and then um our fall events but uh, one that was just announced is the Thai Pazabon legacy PBR that one's coming out and I think that is a that's an elf bull event we're gonna have Chad best plug come on the pod to uh to talk about that at some point and that'll be fun we can have a lot to talk about with Chad um and that's in October Scott guys Tanner I gotta I gotta fucking bounce here I got a guy just texting me I got a fucking shit that's going south outside here yeah your what is I got a horse out again sorry fellas I'll see you tomorrow you I really am. <laughs> I really am. So, Jason, that's going to kick off. Looks like it's October 27th, and then we'll roll into Saskatoon for a Saturday-Sunday, correct? That is correct. That so, is affirmative. What's uh, a lot of the guys wondering on that? And, you know, we usually go our Friday-Saturday events up here in Canada. I know lots of the cup events that I, when I was going were Saturday, Sundays, you have the Sunday matinee. What made you guys make the switch to, uh, to the Saturday and Sundays for the two days instead of the Friday, Saturday? Well, it originally was a concert hold here in Saskatoon, but, um, our ticketing guru, Brett, the Hitman Hart, who also works some monster truck shows is, and who we trust a lot. He's yeah. worked every major building in North America. They just, the Sundays are outperforming Fridays. So maybe a little bit more of a family day, which I'm all in. And uh, I'm all in that, in for that because, you know, you bring the kids, you're creating new fans and you sell merchandise, you, you know, your food and beverage numbers are better. So a bit of a business move as well. Um, and that's why we copied it in, in grand prairie we're going to do a saturday sunday in grand prairie as well i like it i think it's kind of cool a little bit different and i think yeah like you say too like the the frat you still have your party crowd for the saturday night and then maybe the kids and full more family and everybody right still same show well on friday a lot of times seven o'clock start people work till five five thirty it's not easy it is not easy so um anywhere it is what it is we're going to try it out we're yeah. going to see what happens. And uh, we got some new Aussies over here in Canada, which is cool to see. Filled up the bull ridings there the last two weeks. So uh, I think the boys are listening into the to the podcast and got on over here to come and win some money. So yeah, it's good to you see. Got it. Hey, good to see the boys. We're going to have to get an Aussie on here. They were all asking, we got to get Troy or uh, Troy Dunn or I can get oh, Bert- yeah, Burton like Shaw it. would be a pretty good one. I used to. Uh, room with Burton Shaw. He's got some good stories too. So Brendan Clark, Brendan Clark's a good one too. We could get uh, Brandon on do some. Good He'll brag on PBR Canada. Uh, uh, he I come over here and was here for Saskatoon, Medicine Hat, Cranbrook, maybe Edmonton, and then he was gone. And then we saw him again a few la- years later when we did the Curtis Lecition uh, event out on the highway. He come and won that. Yeah. And I, he might have competed at two, and he was right back on tour again. Yeah, 
Brennan's got he was cool one of the guys that wasn't scared to come up here. If you needed to get a little bit of points or whatever, Brennan would come. Him, Yates, Harv Stewart was another guy. Yeah. The amazing racer, Cord McCoy. Yeah. I remember we had Cord McCoy at the Aaron Roy event in Asquith. And uh, I, I pulled a, I pulled a Don King promoter move. I just phoned the Star Phoenix and said, hey, just an FYI, the amazing racer, Cord McCoy, is going to be competing out at Asquith. Front page of the Saskatoon Star <laughs> Phoenix. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, straight off the amazing race. Maybe that was the next stop was Asquith. Yeah, could have been. <laughs> Looking yeah. under a pile of shit for a clue. Uh, I think probably what I want to get into, Jason, with you now is the... Hockey stuff, man. We crowned a champion in uh, in the NHL, Stanley Cup champion. Well, who picked that team? I think Scott did, didn't he? Vegas? No, I did. I don't think you did. I don't think you did. No, we Scott we had a did. second pick. My original pick was the Rangers to win the Cup over Vegas, and then we all we all screwed up in the first round, so we picked again. Uh, I, had Rangers I called Florida. Around. I called Florida. Get finding your notes there. I do, got to, because I feel like Florida, we, Vegas. I feel like Scott had I no idea to win. what he was doing. Remember, and he said, "Just what team do I pick?" And he picked Vegas on a whim. I think is what happened off the start. But we'll have to listen back and see. But long yeah. story short, you have a client, Chandler Stevenson, that is a part, a huge part of the Vegas Golden Knights and a huge part of their championship run. Wins him his second Stanley Cup ring. You were in attendance in Las Vegas, T-Mobile. What's the vibe? How was that whole situation? No, well, you said it when you said Las Vegas. How do you think it was? It was crazy. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, we flew down Monday for the Tuesday night game. Went down early because it was 5 o'clock local time. So I think we went down, Twyla and I went down to the park. They got a nice little spot, a little Italian. It's called the Italy. We wanted to beat the rush with all the people because you know how much I love crowds. So we had a glass of wine and a bite to eat, and then we kind of timed it. We walked out because it was sweltering hot, 34 degrees, I bet. And we kind of got in line to get in, and the F-16s flew by. Like, yeah. and I mean, buzzed the tower. You thought Maverick buzzed the tower. <laughs> you should heard the car alarms going off and all those parkades around T-Mobile from the vibration. <laughs> it was crazy. So we get in right away and it was full on. There was, I don't know, 4,000 people standing outside the building yeah. and it was jam packed inside. Like it was, yeah, it was crazy. It wasn't much of a game after the first period. Obviously it was nine, yeah. nine to three, the final score, but you know what? I'll take it. You know, for Chandler, I don't care oh. if it was 20 to one, it doesn't matter. That first period was crazy. Like, yeah. and you know what? They never quit cheering every goal. You know, they were pretty happy. Um, the interesting part I thought was when Gary Bettman come out, you know how they usually just boo the shit out of Gary. Yeah. The Vegas fans were so happy they won. They I think they almost cheered for Gary Bettman. Oh, that really? was the first time he came out. <laughs> first time <Yeah>. ever. <laughs> so that was good. You know, and then we watched uh once Chandler kind of lifted the cup, we took we took off and uh got out of the building and nobody was leaving the building. I thought that was pretty pretty cool. Like that's everybody a, was hunkered in. Everybody was in just you know, live in the moment. Um, well, really, like this, that city's never had a team winning. I think uh, college basketball team back in the 90s at the Thomas and Mac won something. And I guess it was quite an ordeal for the community at the time. Yeah. So it was pretty neat to see. And when we get outside, again, there's still 3,000 people standing outside on the on the asphalt right there. Wow. Like it was insane. 
so we got out of there, went back to our hotel and um, had a bite to eat and did a little gambling. And I text Chandler's mom and dad, congrats on uh, on the second cup. And they're like, we're headed to so-and-so at the area right now. And you better be too. And we were in bed, Twyla and I. And Twyla's like, well, you should go. And I'm like, well, I'm not going unless you're going. So I got to give my wifey credit. She, she did. Face back on and we yeah. went and partied oh. with the crew for a couple hours. And Did you? Yeah, it was How good. Was it was, it? Well, it's good. You know, I got to see, uh, I haven't seen Chandler since, uh, I guess it was, at the NFR, he come to a performance of the NFR with me. Yeah. So it was good to see him. Obviously we talked lots, but you don't, you're not sitting across from him. So it was cool. And, and his mom and dad are really good people, good friends of ours and a lot of staff on, on the Vegas golden Knights that are um, Western hockey league guys. Like Tim oh, Spence yeah. was the, he was the GM in Spokane. Bruno Campesi was the coach and GM yeah. in, Prince Albert, he's now a member of the staff. You know, Bobby Lowe's, um, Ottawa Senators, used to coach the Brandon Wheat Kings. He was there. So got to see some people I hadn't seen in a while. That was cool. But, yeah, it's, you know, pretty cool trophy. Yeah, fuck. Pretty cool trophy. 130 years old. Yeah, that's so cool. And they got that team, right? That's what they were really pushing. It was like that Western League toughness. Yeah. Right to the end, right? 67% of the roster, I believe, is Western Hockey League guys. Just bang the shit out of them right i like and you gotta that. give hats off to florida too like they they went at it right and fucking kachuk playing with a broken sternum it's oh my story yeah. hey. you should that was the drama nobody knew about that till warm-ups yeah so he wasn't playing yeah, yeah that wasn't public knowledge until um right well yeah right after the warm-ups because he didn't come out Rick. but what Rick. he was playing through ekblad but everybody is you know yeah uh not making any excuses for one team or the other, but everybody has to play through that. It's it's war in the playoffs, you know? Yeah, it's full on. And that's pretty wild, too, uh, once it is all finished. And then they come out with, yeah, this guy was playing with a broken foot or a broken leg, yeah. or broken hand. Like, those guys are tough, right? You got to give your hats off to, to hockey players being able well, to. Well, Chandler played 102 hockey games last season. Yeah, right. 102. Like that's that's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. So what does it do for a guy like him now? Like two two cup championships is there? Does that just teams they should obviously, but do they look at that sort of thing if you're if you're for sure on a roster and a guy like him that had a big role in it, all that uh, all those different aspects yeah. that comes yeah. in. That's one of the reasons Martinez is there, you know. From he came from LA for that reason, you know, won a cup there and you have that experience. Petroangelo, I think when you're going out to find big time UFAs or players to bring in, Barbashev, excuse me, was another one. So there was three cups that's oh, and Phil, even though Kessel, Phil Kess yep. wasn't playing, he's had two. Yep. How about his comments <laughs> to the to the folks of Toronto that thought I couldn't win another one? Well, that makes it three now, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Kadri too, and he wanted the same thing. Just as a yeah. Well, you're gonna see guys to like Aiden Hill get paid. Aiden, yeah, Hill, right. Well, he was like their fourth string goalie or something coming he into was. it. Holy yeah. shit! Third, probably third. third. Thompson yeah. would have been number one. Brassois, obviously number two. Um, then Hill, then Quick, and Quick, two time Cup winner himself. So they did have a few Stanley Cups there. Hats yeah. off to that team. Yeah, <clears throat> they showed they got some hair on their sock. They went out and and grabbed some big, big name guys with big money, and made it work. Because in a cap 
world, like salary cap world, it's not easy to do. There's LTIR days that, that kick you back some cash. Like it's, it's, you need an algebra guy, like a capologist guy working full time just to make it work. And they dressed less guys in a couple games. They had to, they couldn't dress a full roster in Vegas at times because they were over the cap. Yeah, that's a lot of things that you don't see, right? People no, don't understand no. and realize what goes on. Yeah, it's complicated shit. But yeah, good for Chandler. It'll it'll bode well. He, you know, he's still got another year left on his contract, but he can uh, he can re-sign with Vegas after July first if cool. they wish to do that. So we could we could have those conversations. What did they do that night? You always hear the crazy cup stories. Was there anything wild that, that Vegas? Like, I'll get that man. here in another week when Chandler gets home and we're having see lunch. See how it goes on? Yeah. So, yeah. We yeah. need to, well, we'll see if we can get him on too. Did you see Willie Carlson, his uh-uh. speech? No. Oh, yeah. You have to Google it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Everybody has one of those, I guess. Oh, right? frick. That's the best part about it is those guys just go on. But Frickin the parade, month the long people at the parade yeah, there in Vegas. Yeah. Like, what better city to win in? Yeah. Maybe Nashville, I guess. I don't know. No, yeah. Fuck Vegas for sure. <laughs> we couldn't get an Uber. So there's we walked over to the park, MGM, and we're in the back where the taxi stand and the Uber stand is. Can't even get a car. Can't even get Uber to load because everybody's trying to use it, I guess. There's no cabs. The The concierge guy says, you're going to be waiting here for a while for a cab, guys. I'm sorry. So there's limos everywhere. So I said to this limo, anybody want to go to Resorts World? And he said, 350 bucks. I said, I'll give you 200. Deal. <laughs> I should have said 150. Anyway, so I just went to the lineup. Is anybody going to Resorts World? Two guys put up their hand. They're not talking. Whatever. I just said resorts world. They must have understood it. Two uh, guys from Mexico City. I'm like, you guys hockey fans? No, just looking for something to do. Expensive <laughs> tickets, though, he says. It's very expensive, he says. And I said, yeah. Well, yeah. you couldn't have found a more expensive hockey game to watch. <laughs> yeah. So we peeled out in this 26-seat limo bus, four of us, while and I and two Mexicans, <laughs> with some ice-cold Coors Light. That was a bonus. But it was good. It was a good time. I was glad I was there. I, uh, If you believe in karma and hockey gods, um, I was there for game five. It was game five in T-Mobile when Chandler won the first Cups. So with Washington, they, right? Yeah, as soon yeah. as they uh, lost, was it game three they lost? Yeah, they lost game three. Um, we booked to go. Yeah. I knew they were going to – it was just coming. Vegas was the better team. Game Even five, if Kachuk's it. healthy, Ekblad's healthy, they're just four lines deep opposed yeah. to three lines deep on the other side, I think. so. Dominant. Where, like, oh, yeah, like you say, all lines were, were yeah. playing. Big, solid blue line that – you know, that played physical and Eichel bought in your captain, Mark Stone led like any captain should, you know, really. So it was good. And the right guy, you know what? You could have probably give that con Smythe, which to our novice hockey fans listening is the MVP award. There's probably four or five guys on Vegas team. They could have given it to them all, but I do feel how fitting is it? For Jonathan Marshall to win that. He's one of the original guys that come there that, you know, one of the misfits they used to call him. That guy was <laughs> never drafted to the National Hockey League. Oh shit. He never got drafted. He's yeah. only like five nine or something, five ten. Yeah. Just a little guy, but man, he's a gamer. 
Yeah, and then, like you say, when did they come into the league? How many years 18. have they been in the league? Right, first year, yeah. eighteen, when the Washington Capitals won the cup. Is that going to be a record? Because they went to the yeah, they went to the finals that year, which I think was crazy to hear. That yeah, I don't know if that had ever been done on expansion. They did uh, took. I think Edmonton won a cup this quickest out of expansion. Right. Don't quote me on that. There was a slide I saw somewhere on Instagram, maybe or something. Yeah. Oh, for all my friends, I can't like any of your stuff. I'm in Instagram jail. You're in Inst- What'd you do? I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Liking too much. I don't know. Liking too much stuff that the left doesn't like. I don't know. I really don't. Jesus. It tells me that I'm on timeout till the 26th of June. I can still see everything. I think I can like post it. stuff to my stories. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Instagram jail for 3D Boron. Okay, well, that's good to know. People don't think you're just being a dick. Yeah, I'm not being a dick. I love you all. Anybody that sees me like and post, I'm not ignoring you. I just can't. (laughs) I was actually going to send out some texts to some people like, hey, I know I normally like that. I don't know if you pay attention, but I can't. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed that I didn't like that or not. Okay, uh, did you notice our jerseys in Humboldt, Saskatchewan there, Jason Davidson? What do you think of those suckers? Yeah, they they were cool. Yeah, pretty flashy. Hey, we went with the yeah. collars, the cutoff sleeves and the collars on those ones. A little bit different. Yeah. And those come from our good friends at Hooked Up Enterprises. Quick ad read. For the biggest moments under the brightest lights in the biggest situations, get hooked up. Hooked Up Enterprises is a creative partner for Western sports and beyond, providing customized arena wear for some of Rodeo's most elite athletes and state-of-the-art arena wrap display products for some of Western sports' most prestigious events. They are the official in-arena gear of the NFP podcast. Find out more at www.get-hookedup.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Stand up, stand out, and stay hooked. Brent and the crew at Hooked Up um, did exactly that. Hooked us up for all of the uh, all of the gear that we needed for the past few events. They had Brinson's outfit, uh, the Thomas Motors outfit for the entertainer in Elk Ridge, our jerseys there for uh, Humboldt. So, like I said, get a hold of Brent. He can customize whatever you need for any sponsor that you have, and he just whips it up himself. And their crew, they do it for you there. Coy Robbins got him to do um, the Acumen jerseys for Cabros as well. They look state of the art, look really good, and he does a good job with it. Plus, we all like wearing them because they're comfy and they fit good. They got pockets in the pants. You can customize them whatever you need. So, like I say, check them out. Gethookedup.com. You can find them all over social media. Can't say enough good things about Brent and the crew and what they'll uh, what they'll do for you. It just adds to the event too, Jason. You know, hey, like you got everybody looking good, looking mm-hmm. looking professional, and and that's why you always um, call me for the three D shirts. That's yeah, right, baby. <laughs> uh, shout out we got to give is to our good friend. We haven't been able to get back to the pod since he was injured, but Cody Frazier. I wish Scott was on here right now. For those listening, Scott had to jump because he had his second horse of the day get out from his boarding facility. So he he, he has, loves that job there. He loves that fucking place. So he's skinned out of this uh, pod now to go and try to get his life in order a little bit there. But young kid <laughs> Cody Frazier, who is an Australian, came over. We've talked about him on this pod. Uh, he's uh, one of our up-and-comers up here in Canada now and was kicking ass this year. Went to school with Scott's son, Braden. Scott's son, Braden, roommates. Cody was injured at a rodeo in Drayton Valley. Stepped on his stomach, as far as I know, broke a bunch of ribs and lung and um, messed him up really bad. They had to life flight him 
I think to Edmonton and then he's been in the hospital since. So, uh, in the ICU and, uh, it was a <laughs> scary situation for a while there. He's good now. He's stable now, but still in hospital and crazy thing. I didn't really think about within Canadian healthcare system that we maybe take for granted. Jason is the, the hospital bills and the fees as an Australian, he came over without any insurance and has some hefty, hefty hospital bills. I think it's like sixteen thousand a day in the ICU. Oh, foreigner guy that uh, yeah didn't have insurance. So, long story short, keep your eyes open. We're gonna we donated some money from Elkridge and Nick Tets won the Calcutta both days and donated his money that uh, that he was gonna win a couple thousand bucks. Donated it to Cody. Uh, into his hospital bill fund there so like i say young kid that's just trying to make a living riding bulls and and something like that happens so that's how our community gets together and gets behind them so keep your eyes open for that and we'll give cody as much help as we can get with that jason i think we're pretty good on catching up on the stuff that we've got to catch up on um just looking forward to a great summer got through those events for me Having to record these and edit these, there was legit zero amount of time to do it when I was doing those two events. So now hopefully that we're back. Yeah, you're too busy packing steel. (laughs) Exactly. There was legit not a fucking day that there was not something where I wasn't working from daylight till fucking the lights Uh, were down. So it was full on. It was full on for those few weeks. But great successful events. And I thank you for being a part of them, Jason. And like I say, Scott and the whole crew, everybody steps up and help so when uh when it's needed and the whole crew at elkridge they were on fire up there this year had a good group that uh that helped out with danberg and um darcy and uh darlene ryan wells full crew and then roll right to humboldt right and they were all super excited about that one at discovery ford uh steve dillabow and the whole crew there so looks like we're gonna work on some dates and we'll be back for uh for next year we'll try to get some more money added for the bull riders keep them all uh going and Things are looking good for the for the PBR Canada side of things, and the fan base is getting behind them. Before we stop, we got to do our uh, our full pro and our amateur hour. Um, but before well, we do Scott that, was supposed to do that. I know. I I got a I got some just from the weekend. We'll have to we'll have to do. But before we get to that, this section will be brought to you by the Czar Lake Bolorama. For the best of all the bad to the bone PBR action, make a plan to come down to the Czar Lake Bullerama, July 21st, 2023. The rankest bulls and the best cowboys in the business will try and win one of the biggest single-day paydays in the industry at the back-to-back and reigning PBR Canada event of the year. For more information, check out and like our Facebook page or check our website, czarlakebullerama.com. Czar Lake Bullerama, come get some. One thing to remember with Czar Lake is um, all tickets are at the door, lots of camping space, and the Chris Buck Band is doing the outdoor dance after the bull ride, which will be nuts, and we're just a couple weeks away from that, so everybody get your plans together of how you're going to do that. As well, we mentioned it in the intro, but Czar Lake just announced that they are now a Tier 1 Touring Pro Division event where they up the prize money to $25,000 in added money, which will make the guys very excited. Jason, I was asking you about this. Maybe you could elaborate on it some more. The new tier tier system within the PBR with the added money, I thought it was mostly just for the U.S. side no, of things Canada when it came to world well. champion points. So is there a breakdown of, of the tiering system and the point system for Canada? 
Yeah, I believe it's 17. Well, you got your 12, five to 17, five, and then 17, five to 25 and then 25,000 and over. So yeah, three different tiers of points. So yeah, it's, and the guys are entering around it too, you know, Um, which is, which is fair. I, I like it. So the, so the, the tiering system. So if they win a tier one event, it's more points than a yes, tier two than event. Yes, tier two or tier three. Absolutely, yeah. championship. Okay, well, it makes sense then. Yeah, you can see the guys all, all uh, entering around it. You got any amateur hour stories or full pro stories or any Sunday scaries? Um, no, I've been behaving. That's good. Oh, you mean you want one from the past? I can't. <laughs> I can't open those closet doors yet. Not yet. Not until I've retired. <laughs> yeah. Then I might write a book. There'll be some good ones. Sunday scaries. We had one since this podcast um, was out the last time, but Brandon, after Brandon, was a pretty Sunday scary. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd rather you tell it. Because then I'm just tattling if I tell it. You're living it. Well, it wasn't it. much. We just we were supposed to leave that night after the bull riding was done. And then my dad decided that he didn't want to do that. So we just went back to Scott's. And it was just a few of us. But you know how those nights go. And then next thing you know, it's 7 in the morning. And you got to drive to Prince Albert from Brandon, Manitoba, which is a long ways away. Got old God, uh, Ryan Rhino jumped behind the wheel there and uh, took that one because I woke up again back in PA. But that was a long day. That was a very, oh, very tough day. That was a very, very long fucking day. Um, the best part, though, is your dad had to drive because yes, yeah, he, he sucks it. at that when he's had a few. <laughs> he's like very poor. Your dad is very good at a lot of things, but driving is not one of them when he's yeah. hungover. My Sunday scary stories that I thought of for this week was happened in Humboldt, Saskatchewan. And it wasn't me, but there was these, uh, like we talked about earlier, there was lots of cops and they had the place shut down. So this is just my outside point of view looking in, but this two young kids from PA, I don't know what they'd be, 19, 20 ish years old and had a few too much to drink and got pulled over at the check stop and got themselves DUI, car impounded, the kid did. Da, da, da. Long story short, he's friends with Josh Evanition, who's our who's our helping tear down the steel, right? And they had no way home from Humboldt because their car's impounded. So they phoned Josh, and they're going to get a ride home with Josh in the semi um, when he takes the steel back to Prince Albert, which is only, you know, two hours away. But... It instantly popped in my mind because they came over at like eight in the morning, still in panic mode from getting the Dewey, right? Trying to figure out your life of what are you going to do? How's it going to work out? All that fun stuff that comes along with getting in trouble with the law. Then they had no way home. So they had to sit around there and wait for us to finish doing steel, which as you talked about earlier, Jason, we didn't get done in record fast time. And these poor kids, there was two of them and they were just walking humble. We see them like four different times throughout the day, and it was just on their on their path past where we were working. They just didn't know what to do. Obviously, in panic mode, they just kept walking around the city of Humboldt. So, they get a shout out for my <laughs> Sunday scaries because that would have been a, a tough day for the boys until we were done hauling steel and they got to go home and get uh, in the and try to regroup. But 
That was the Sunday scary for the latest <laughs> little bit. Um, full pro I have is your pyro guy there, Jason. Fucking Splash. Up. Yep. Splash new, we got, he's got a new handle now. Yep. That's the man. That's full pro right there. When you get all that stuff in line and everything kind of comes together for the intros and Jeff's on point with his pyro. Ah, that Elkridge pyro. He's got her. He's juiced him up a little bit. Humboldt. He went and said he got some bigger stuff too in Calgary that he's busting out in Regina, but Jeff's on point, man. He's that sells a show. That just makes and everything when work. You don't, and when you don't pay attention to the production meeting and there's one bag after, after O Canada and you happen to be telling the guys to load the shoots and you're not expecting it. And I was probably a couple feet. Like I wasn't right up against the shoots either, you know, and you know where those plates stand, man, uh-huh. I thought I got shot. I really did. <laughs> In the back, which I've had some nightmares about. Oh fuck. Yeah. So that's going to the to the full pro category for this week is uh Jeff. I know he's an avid listener to of uh of the pod. So shout out yeah, to everybody. any pyro needs, reach out to Tanner and I. We got you handled. Yep, splash FX. And it, like I say, it's just like the whole aspect of it. I always tell, you know, when you're putting on events, it's like all the hard work that goes into it and the volunteers and everybody working their ass off. As soon as those freaking fireworks blast off and those bangs hit, it just kind of makes it all worth it, right? Everybody yep. just gets juiced up, fired up, and it's like, all right, this is what we were working for, right? Gets you in yep. the right mode. Bull riders, as soon as those things hit, you just know deep in your heart that it's game on. You're about to twist one and go win, right? So I think it is. Full pro is that pyro. It freaking uh, it sells a show for sure. Amateur hour. <laughs> Which you've dealt with a lot, Jason, and I've uh, I've done it a lot over my career. Now being on the other side of things and being an agent and uh, putting on these events is the fucking non-notified no-shows. That is yeah. fucking going right to amateur hour. I don't care if you're not going to come. I don't care if you're not going to make it. But just tell somebody. Just fucking just. Get ahead of it. Say, hey, I'm not going to come. Don't be like, oh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be. And then about five minutes before or an hour before. Yeah, sorry. Oh, when you ha- when you knew the whole time. You're just better off just to notify it. Don't Get enter. Get out of the way. Don't just enter. Don't the first enter. Place. Yes. Holy. The non-notifying when you're trying to make plans and you're trying to get shit figured out in all aspects of life. In well, all aspects the, of life. It's the cost of the bulls, too. Fuck. You're paying for that bull to be there. Yeah. So I do it different now. I I don't even bring the rerides till I know where I, my last number is because I can always get you guys to throw in an extra bull. Yeah. You know, the day before or something. Yeah. But like Aaron Roy said it, they were they were having issues at Armstrong last year, getting guys to enter and double enter and all this and and um I forget where they're talking about going. And somebody said to Aaron, Are you going? No, I'm not going. I didn't enter. But if I enter, I'm going. And it was just, it was simple like that. And it was, yeah, it's effective. Like if you enter, you should go. Just go. And I understand. Like, but if hurt. you're unsure, if yeah. you're unsure, don't, don't enter. Now there used to be a time where you'd get in. Now, like Regina, we had 44 entries. So yeah, that's badass. That's good. Yeah. That's good news. Yeah. You got some, a bunch of Americans too. I see there on the list coming yeah, up. Yeah, we too. do. So yeah. Influx. That's good. No, that's the thing with me. I don't give a shit like injuries, whatever else. And I don't care if you're yeah, not going to nice. just tell me. You got your motor hat on now, eh? Just tell, anything. I'm just talking to any, all aspects of life when you're going to do something for somebody else. We're going to show up for like work Very good point. or something when you have somebody lined point. out to do something that they're committed to doing. 
and then they leave you hanging because it makes a guy like me or a guy like you look very, very fucking bad. Yeah, when, 20, 22 right? years of it. Right? Uh, 22 years. Yeah. That's you're, where you're better off to bite the bullet and just say, you know what? I don't, I'm not going to play you along. I'm not going to make it. Like, I'm okay, gonna we're going to, that's here's fine. where we're, you write this down. In our next episode, I'm going to just remind everybody of where hashtag NFP came from, how yeah. it was invented. We're on the topic, so <laughs> perfect. We'll go to that one the next time. And uh, one of our future guests is going to get hammered about it too, because <laughs> uh, I don't give a shit. I'm not trying to get votes, and and I'm not trying to win popularity contests anymore. I'm way past that shit in my life. My <laughs> my my politicking is pretty You're poor there. anymore. Yeah, it's not very good anymore. We're All right, I got to get to work. There. I got contracts to sign. Do we uh, not know. We got a draft coming up in July 1st, right around the corner, and I've missed four calls. Well, that's game one. We got to do one every couple weeks because we missed a bunch of them. So we do apologize to everybody for uh, for having that. But like we say, there was absolutely no way or no time to do it. But we've got guests lined up. Just give us a call when we're driving home, and we'll (laughs) just talk to you one-on-one. No, just just DM me, and I'll give you guys this Tanner's number. Just send me a DM, (laughs) and I'll send you Tanner's number. And I'll be sure to screen the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we do appreciate everybody and all the calls and texts. But literally, thank you for doing it and staying on us or else we probably just would let it go to the wayside. So all of you guys that uh, reach out, wanting more episodes and loving it and being fans of the show, that's what keeps it going. So we appreciate that. We apologize for the delays. We're going to keep up with them as much as we can. We've got some cool guests coming up. we got Proke at Calgary, all these cup events. There's a ton of cool shit on the go here this summer that will keep everybody in the loop on follow along on our social medias. Even if we're not putting out episodes, uh, we're trying to keep that updated, uh, keep everybody in the loop on, on what's going on that way. So Elkridge eight seconds at the Ridge. What a show. Thanks to everybody involved there. Humboldt discovery Ford battle of the bulls. Uh, appreciate everybody, everything that went into all those. That's just me personally. Thank you. I know Jason does this stuff for a living every weekend. Um, it's a lot of work and my hats off to everybody that, that puts these events on. It's a lot of work, but it's also uh, a lot of fun. Great for the sport. So we thank you guys. We will be back. We love you. And this has been our episode 69. Shout out Jared Allen, former guest. That's our number 69. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, there's our 69 for the day. But yeah, thank you guys. We love you. This has been our episode of the NFP. Make way for the king. What can I say? I got goat jeans. Real kings do king things. Live like one, breathe like one. Killing shit by any means. Uh, everybody can't leave like one. Nah, is it really me? Gotta check and see my legacy like royalty. Gonna act like it. If you know, better act like it. Look at me now. Can't hold me down. So give me the, give me the crown. They say I walk like a king. Talk like a king. You can act around now. Say the same thing. They chasing the fame. They all want the name. They ain't got what's running through these veins Say I walk like a king Talk like a king You can act around now Say the same thing They chasing the fame They got what you name But they ain't got what's running through these veins Make way for the king Make 
kings for a long stretch, no limousine. If you talk talking winners, gotta intervene. I'm the biggest one of those you ever seen. I'ma need a crown. I'm the only one that ever held it down at the tip top. People flip flop every day, not I. Top five, I'm a big shot. I'm the one that wanna take the big shots. Big balls, big rings, big rocks, big bag, big moves, big cars, big man, big plan. Get lost, we've been this wrong. Look at me now, call me down. So give me the, give me the crown. It must be a thing.